Life is busy. Disciple making is slow, but we can find rest and hope in Jesus. Welcome to 419 Moment of Encouragement, created to bring you short messages, scriptures, testimonies, and prayers to keep us focused on the kingdom of God and His promises. Hello, and welcome to this episode of A Moment of Encouragement. My name is Beth Laurie, and I'm your guide. Over the last few weeks, we've been transforming our minds, developing the mind of Christ. We've been learning and following scriptures that talk about setting our thoughts on things above and God's presence. We've been talking about taking our thoughts captive and instead focusing on what is good, noble, and praiseworthy. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now we're going to spend the next few weeks on our feelings. Our mind and our feelings are part of us. We need our Father to help us grow and change into the mind of Christ. Here's some Bible stories that must have had some emotions. Can you help me name them? So Cain slaying his brother Abel, what would be the emotion? Envy? What about when Hannah couldn't have a baby? How did she feel? Frustrated? Sad? What about Moses when the Pharaoh would not let God's people go? Despair? Anger? What about Zechariah and Elizabeth? How did they feel in receiving a son in their old age? Great joy? Joseph, when his brother sold him into slavery, did he feel betrayal? What about Zacchaeus, when Jesus said he was coming to his house? Excited? What about David, when he saw Bathsheba? Did he feel lust? What about the prodigal father when he saw his, what about, excuse me, the prodigal son when he saw his father running toward him? Did he feel surprise? And last, Peter, when he heard the rooster crow for the third time and Jesus turned and looked at him, did he feel deep remorse? Emotions are human. We are made in the image of God. He gave us our emotions. I think he wants us to feel. That's part of life. There's good emotions, and we enjoy those. But Jesus felt emotions just like we did. Here's some scriptures. Think about how he was feeling. Lazarus at his death. Scripture says Jesus wept. Did he feel grief? What about when he saw the widow mother crying at the funeral procession of her only son? Scripture said he felt compassion. What about when he was turning over the tables in the temple? He was angry. What about when the disciples turned the little children away? Scripture said he was indignant. That means annoyed. And then we go to Matthew 26, 36. It says, Then Jesus went with the disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, 
sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Jesus felt strong emotions, but he did not sin. And this is important for us to remember. So here's some questions to ponder. What would humans be like if we had no emotions? What would Jesus be like if he had no emotions? Could we feel love and the good things? How do we deal with painful and strong emotions? If Jesus never sinned and he asked us to do the same, what do we do with all these feelings? Well, emotions are windows to what's happening on the inside of us. They are important, but sometimes really hard to deal with. We need to process them, and it's not good to act upon them as they could make us cause harm to others or do something we regret. So what does God want us to do? I always wonder if he's inviting us to seek him. Listen to these passages. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Philippians 4, 6-7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Emotions can be invitations to prayer. God is inviting us to come back to Him, no matter what the emotion. We need to connect with our Creator. Prayer is what connects us to God. Prayer is our superpower for dealing with hard things. Psalms 55, 22, Cast your cares on the Lord, and He will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. What does this look like practically? I'm sort of glad you asked. (laughs) It might be helpful to start with identifying what you're feeling. Sometimes it's just hard to name it, but try, practice it. Bring it into the light. I'm angry. I'm anxious. I'm sad. I'm lonely. Next, sit with the emotion and reflect upon it. Some people like to journal their feelings. That's a great way to sort of keep Uh, going deeper. But what are you feeling? Where is it coming from? Is it justified? Is it true? Was there an assumption or maybe a negative self-talk from your mind? We spoke about that a little bit last week. The last part is to bring your feelings to God. Feelings are prompts to pray. Ask God for the grace 
to let it go and trust God that he will help you work through whatever this hard challenge is. In prayer, we remember that we're not alone. Our sovereign Lord is on our side. He understands. He cares, and he wants to help. Prayer is God's encouragement for our emotions. Richard Foster says, To pray is to change. If our situations cannot be changed, can our perspective be changed through prayer? Yes, I believe so. And that is wonderful news. Join us next time as we stay faithful and find joy in our journey with Jesus.